0: Let's get started.
1: Hey guys, this is Jennifer and Corey with the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. Hey everybody. And we are joining you from Cleveland, Ohio, where we have been here all week long um, attending one of the world's largest content marketing conferences with about 3,500 people from, I think they said like 16 different countries that have come in just to talk about content marketing.
2: Yeah, it's, it's been a whirlwind of content, but um, it got us thinking that when we're talking about content, um, maybe we don't explain what content actually is, and so we wanted to take a few minutes to talk about that and um, give some ideas on some of the different content that you guys can produce at your practices Um, Kind of without creating a bunch of headache or breaking the bank.
1: Yeah. And then so we were like, well, you know, and why would the practice administrators that we work with even care about content and do they know what it is? And so today, Corey and I actually attended, um, what was like a six-hour class on content marketing for healthcare only. Riveting. Yes. Riveting stuff. Here's the thing, though. It was dedicated to hospitals, content marketing within hospitals. And as a, you know, most of our audience are independent practices or related to practices that are maybe, you know, one provider, 30 providers, who knows, but most of them are independent. We know we only work with independent doctors. And if the hospitals are doing this and have now dedicated entire teams that are somewhat tied between like the media public relations team slash the marketing team you know the hospitals are your competitors and or they're your partners out in the marketplace they're assigning people and spending thousands and thousands of dollars to send them to these conferences that are just talking about you know what's this next generation of being online mean when it comes to patient interaction and how do you you know cut through all the clutter and the noise to make your practice or your hospital system in this case stand out and it it all boils down to one thing and that's that's content because Content is what is, is how you're going to get people into your front door from an online perspective.
2: Yeah, when you're thinking about the funnel, you know, as um, and generating awareness for your brand and for your practice, uh, content has proven time and time again to be the thing that can really help set you apart and generate sort of a, um, an authority and a trust with your potential patients. So when we say content, what we're talking about is anything that you are creating that can be consumed by a potential patient. Um, and nine times out of ten, any more that's going to be something that's digital. Um, there's still traditional content, obviously, with um, like the written article pieces and um, your, you know your advertisements, billboards, those kinds of things. And then on the digital side, content is anything from uh, you know graphics, videos. Procedure pages, uh, uh, informational, um, quick little snippets on social media, any, anything like that is considered content. So
1: it's anything at all that you're putting out there, whether it's answering questions or addressing a topic or an issue that somebody can find somehow and it ties back to your website. One thing I found really interesting and um, kind of eye-opening is that you know there's been a lot of conversation this past week at Content Marketing World about and a lot of breakout sessions related to journalism and public relations and the new role of public relations and the new role of journalism. And a lot of the folks that are heading up these divisions, both on the hospital side, where we saw today, and some of these, some of the biggest brands that we all um, know and love, a lot of those individuals are ex-journalists. So where maybe content and story creation has slowed down um, from a funding perspective, you know, for traditional media like television media or especially like newspapers, you know, where they're slowly dying away in certain cities. Um, you know, the next place for those journalists in that level of training comes into the content marketing world. And so, what we're seeing are it's ex-journalists that are heading up these entire content management teams or you know, content strategy teams within these big brands. And so, if you can think about the kind of content or kind of stories that would be created from a journalistic standpoint, investigative, really deep diving into things, um, understanding how to, you know, tell a story, how to get a reaction, um, and then imagine taking off the, the guise of media and traditional news and then putting on this new, you know, cape that is now, you know, taking that, that brain of journalism and putting it into a brand perspective. And so that's what you're going to be out there competing against. So. If for a second you think, you know what, content marketing is not for me, it is for you. Hopefully your practice is already doing it and you just don't realize it because now is an opportunity for you to get ahead so that um, you know the competitor down the street, chances are they're not doing it, so you might as well start thinking about it. So, Corey, low-hanging fruit, You know, if we have practices that want to get started today, what um, is the very easiest way to get out some content on their website?
2: Well, I think one of the easiest things that you can do is take a few minutes and maybe go talk to a doctor or a nurse or an MA, maybe a front desk person, and just you know take a, a, a pen and pad with you and ask them what are some of the common questions that patients are asking, because odds are you're going to hear some answers that you didn't uh, you didn't think you were going to hear, but you definitely don't have anything pertaining to those questions or those answers on your website. And so, if those people are asking them when they're sitting in, in the exam room, they're asking them first online through Google. So, I think that's a really simple way to you know uh, get the question, sit down, and come up with you know three to five hundred words or so. Um, as an answer, and then you can take that, add that to the website. It can also become a social post, or social posts. So you can use it in several different instances. Um, Even better when you're doing that, if you can take a a video camera with you, or even pull out your phone and maybe record the doctor. Uh, Then you've got some video to go along with that too. So you can make this really kind of rich media page with some video, some audio, and the written answer. Um, that's addressing what people are asking for like right now in your practice
1: like why is my doctor always running late
2: yeah the, i mean even things like that a lot why of do times, i have to
1: fill out paperwork ahead of time where do i park what do i wear
2: right a lot of times we find that practices don't want to answer things like that specifically with like why is the doctor running late mm-hmm. because it's just sort of you know taboo we don't want to talk about it put our heads in the sand kind of thing but that's a legitimate question and i think um, if you explain that, oh, he was running late because on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays he's coming from surgery or, you know, he's, he's saving somebody's life at the hospital earlier that day or even being candid and honest about it and saying that, you know, sometimes the doctor will spend extra time with patients if they have a lot of questions. And, you know, we, we know that you would want that same courtesy extended to you and we're sorry there's nothing we can do about it. And yeah, I, absolutely. I think if you're honest about that thing, it will um, – you can reap the benefits of that much better than if you just stick your head in the sand and ignore it and say, "Well, he's never late."
1: Well, it's all about build, having authenticity, showing sure. authenticity. So, I have another area of low lying fruit. I would say right now, when you're done listening to this podcast on your drive or whatever it is, go to your website, take a look at um, the pages that you've got. You know, that say like, "Here's the common conditions that we treat," and here's like common surgeries, and so. Let's say that you are an ENT um, practice and you've got, you know, head and neck cancer mm-hmm. awareness month coming up. And you've got on your page, we treat head and neck cancer. And um, we do, what kind of surgeries will we do?
2: Um, you treat melanoma. Is okay, we treat
1: one? melanoma. And then, you know, do you have a page on your site that says, this is what melanoma is. This is what you need to be looking for because that is content that you need to write because chances are that's what people are looking for. And that's the, that's the easiest low-lying fruit. Um, create pages around the conditions that you treat and pages around the procedures that you perform.
2: Yeah, definitely. And kind of along that same line, I think FAQs are something that are criminally underserved on a lot of practice websites. So you might have a contact us page or a page that sort of explains what you do and maybe even why you do it. But you know, there's most likely um, not a real kind of rich faq page that patients can go to and and you know it could be anything from like where do i park through how late are you open can i shower after surgery um can i drive myself home after a procedure what procedures do i need someone to drive me home from uh just simple things like that like creating those lists um can do wonders for you not only for your seo but um you'll find that they get shared a lot too because you know if if I have a, a friend that's going in and maybe I'm looking for this answer too and I can share it with him and or his family or what have you and and those things like I said earlier can pay a lot of dividends
1: yeah so we're, we're talking about written content and we're talking about video content and then we're talking about visual content um, you know kind of like graphics and things so you know graphics are another really easy way for you to paint a picture we do a lot with infographics and so we have a um, an infographic that's done very well. Recently, You can look it up. But it's um, preventing elbow injuries
2: in, in youth throwing athletes.
1: Youth throwing athletes. Yep. So the idea is that you see a high instance of pitching injuries from overuse um, overuse on the mound and especially in kids. And so we've got a great visual representation of this. We also did one recently on texting and um, what texting can do your hand and your wrist and your neck. From the way that you're positioning yourself another visual graphic that tells a story and um it's worked as a great piece of content that just keeps on giving
2: what's great about the infographics too is that i mean these stats are pretty easy to find you know no matter what subspecialty that you're dealing with or what service line you're trying to promote um and it's easy to find a lot of them And you can take the infographic and cut it up sort of piece by piece and then create the social posts based off of that, just highlighting one piece that drives either back to the entire thing or if you went ahead and wrote the procedure and condition pages like we were talking about, the infographic can kind of drive interest back to those pages. So you can use it in a couple of different ways and um, I'm sure some of you are saying, well. I barely know what an infographic is. How am I going to do that? And um, that's a great question. And what was funny when we were sitting there in the hospital talk. It was you could hear that these bigger hospital systems they have, let's say, a ten-person content team with a content strategist and a design team and a marketing team and a PR team and all these separate silos. And you know, for the smaller practices, we know sometimes that's two people. That's you. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend checking out Canva. See, uh, we'll have that link on the website. It is C canva.com, And they have a bunch of templates that you can use for free and you can kind of create these simple infographics yourselves and it just takes a few minutes. You don't need any sort of design experience, but they work wonders on social and, um, they're, they're pretty easy to do. And dare I say, even a little fun.
1: Well, and, and the thing too is you don't have to like create some, some, you know, master project, you can literally pull out a statistic that applies to your practice. Um, you know, 99% of men report this when they do this. And you very easily could take it and, and put that little quote or a headline, you know, statistic on a little graphic with your logo, and boom, you got a piece of content out there.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you could do the same thing with uh, your doctor headshots, even. You know, if you, um, If you wanted to include where they went to school or maybe a line from their bio you can um, go go into get that canva program that I was mentioning before totally free again Um, put in the headshot put in the quote right next to the headshot and then boom you've got a social post and leads right back to the doctor bio you're driving traffic back to the website and it just took a few minutes yeah we
1: do that all the time with positive patient reviews we will grab the patient review put it in an image and pop the logo on it and use it as a social media post and and it does very well so let's talk about um videos real quick corey so over the years what type of videos have you found to be most successful
2: well patient testimonials work just the absolute best because you are telling a story you're sharing something um that people potential patients and current patients that they you know they want to hear this story they want to see that someone is just like them they were having a problem, they came to your practice, they saw your experts, and now they do not have that problem anymore, and it was a wonderful experience. Um, they say that a picture is worth a thousand words, so when we can do a video, it's worth you know several million words. Yeah. Um, so those do really well. They also, um, answering any sort of questions, um, like I mentioned and alluded to earlier, if you can sit down with a doctor and get them to talk about some of the procedures and conditions, those work really great. Um, and then we were actually just talking about doing this we haven't done it yet so uh, giving you the inside scoop here but one of the clients that we work with is opening up a walk-in clinic so what we're going to do is we're actually um, we're going to organize something with the doctor of the walk-in clinic who was hired specifically to be in the walk-in clinic and we're going to give him um, a facebook live video stream he's going to give us a behind the scenes tour of the walk-in clinic and kind of introduce himself to the community at the same time so as you can see you can go really traditional with this or if you wanted to uh, spend some time brainstorming you can come up with some really cool ideas to help launch new product and service lines
1: Yeah, speaking of facebook live um, it's facebook live is for facebook obviously and periscope (laughs) is for twitter And um, they've made some changes to Periscope recently to make it compete a little bit more with Facebook Live, but they're both relatively new. So we've been experimenting um, with one of the orthopedic practices that we work with, mainly because our offices are inside of an orthopedic practice. So it's really easy for us, but this is something that you can go out into your practice and do, you know, really this afternoon. And so, um, Corey, why don't you share a little bit about some of the stories that we put on Facebook Live and kind of the successes that we've seen?
2: Yeah, well, with the ortho practice in particular, it's been um, really successful and also easy because we don't have to come up with the stories, in a sense, um, because we can sit down with the sports medicine guy, and right now it's getting ready to—football um, is launching this weekend, and then basketball is in a couple weeks. We just went through the Olympics, baseball is going on, so um, you know we were able to take a recent uh, ACL-PCL injury for the Minnesota Vikings, the, the quarterback, he in um, a non-contact injury in practice. Um, towards ACL and PCL, he's out for the season. So within a few hours of hearing that, we were able to sit down with one of the sports docs and uh, I used my handy iPhone, uh, logged into the um, business manager for Facebook, went live with the video, and in about a minute and a half, he explained what those injuries actually mean. He used a model to do it. And then before before we actually hit the, the go button on everything, um, I tagged you know NFL Minnesota Vikings and um, and not that we we're anywhere near Minnesota but there's an interest there people were looking for that and within a few hours we had several thousand views um, on this Facebook live video it didn't take any editing um, and, and it was a it was a huge huge success
1: yeah we did one for an athlete that actually had tore one of his. Um Torn, torn a vertebrae or knocked out something in his back. Yes. We had a spine doctor go on Facebook Live and just quickly explain it. Then we had, um, there was a gymnast in the Olympics who um, literally broke a bone related to a undiagnosed stress fracture. And we had a sports doc on there talking about that. Huge, huge bonus points right now on Facebook if you're taking advantage of Facebook Live. Um, a lot more, you'll get a lot more play than you would if you have a recorded video. Yeah, they,
2: they, they heavily weight the live algorithm right now. So if you can produce the live content, you're going to get a lot of like organic love from yeah. Facebook on the news feed. And an
1: idea of, of doing this in your practice right now is you can just you know pick 10 questions that you hear on a regular basis about your practice or, you know, about something that you treat and every week or every couple days go ahead and have a game plan for it and grab your iPhone walk over and, you know, grab a doctor right before they go going to clinic and ask the question and then move on to the next thing. It's that easy.
2: It really is and like I said, it works wonders and um, I, we had some questions um, asked from the doctors, like well, is anybody gonna watch this? And will anybody watch it live? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, you know, you might get two people, you might get 20. Uh, but the good thing about Facebook Live and Periscope is that the video, once it's, once it's over, it will, um, it's actually, it stays on your newsfeed. So it doesn't just go away forever. So that's how we were able to capitalize on just the fact that without any promotion, we had you know a handful of people watch this doctor explain um, his answer to uh, w- what happened to these athletes but then through the help of the um, the video and then if we boosted the post. Yeah, I think
1: we put like 25 bucks behind yeah. one of them and we got over 10,000 views and you know several hundred likes and something like 75 shares. I mean, you can't buy that for 25 bucks. No,
2: no. And the great thing was because it was a live video, the or, the organic strength was almost just as, much, as strong as the boosted yeah. reach. So it, it did really, really well and it would have done well on its own, but we just gave it a little insurance.
1: Okay. So one thing we hear about with, um, from our practices, um, that we work with all the time, how do you decide what it is that you should write about? You know, how do you prioritize it?
2: Yeah, I think one of the easiest things to do, one of the one of the best things to do, is you have a general sense of what people are coming to your practice for. You know what they're sort of looking for. So, um, and we'll talk about this in depth on a future episode. But if you use what's called the Keyword Planner from Google, you can see what people are searching. And so when you do that, it will essentially tell you. What to write and what you should be writing about because you can put in a topic, like uh, let's say um, you put in uh, breast cancer. So you're not gonna, you won't rank for breast cancer. There's thousands upon thousands of things out there for breast cancer. Um, But if you put in a specific question into the keyword planner, it will tell you roughly how many people within your geographic area are searching for this question. And that's your answer right there. So that's what you're going to write about because one, you can rank well for it, and two, you know that people right around you are interested in this.
1: No, and I think I think that's a great point because we come up with so much, so many content ideas, and sometimes I'm like, well, you know, these are all great ideas. How do we decide which one to write first? So if you can put some logic behind it and some data, then it'll help you prioritize and, and just make it all that much easier. So. um You know I think I think we've talked enough about content right now I hopefully you understand why we think it is so important and part of that reason is you know the hospitals are really on board with this and and getting started from a content strategy standpoint Um, let's wrap it up with this how often should a practice expect that they need to be producing some sort of piece of original content and getting it out there on their website
2: yeah, I would say on the website you probably realistically can shoot for once to twice per month. I think that's a good number.
1: Okay, I think I think you're right. And then, how often should they be promoting that content via whatever their your social media channels are?
2: I mean, it seems like the algorithm and the recommendations from everybody sort of changes almost like week to week. Um, the at content marketing world where we just were at the hospital session, they were saying that you probably want to post the social um 3 to 10 times let's say on Facebook per week and then you want to promote as in put dollars behind at least two of those.
1: No, I thought he said three times a day.
2: It was it was three times a day to like 10 times total per week. So yeah, it was no, no, it averaged out to mm-hmm. that and then you promote two of them. Yeah, and yep.
1: then he said on Twitter and and it's fu- it's funny cuz we're questioning some of this because you know we are in it day and day and you hear different things from different people. So it it ultimately boils down to what works for you and what works for your for your audience. But they were even saying like you can post you know every fifteen minutes on Twitter, which is just insanity.
2: Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> for your own sanity, do not post fifteen no. times or fifteen minutes apart on
1: Twitter. So so here's the thing, you know, take a look at your website, see what kind of content that you're missing. Come up with a game plan of how you um, are going to get that content filled in. If you need help, feel free to shoot us an email or fill out the contact form. We can put you in touch with all kinds of writers out there that can help you developing your content. But you need to have a game plan, and this needs to be part of your marketing strategy moving forward. So with that, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Corey. And we will see you next time at the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast.
2: Thanks, guys.